When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi everyone and welcome to The The Big Big Ones. Ones! I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And this is The Big Ones. Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be confusing to talk about, but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep, deep, deep within inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Sugarland Be- Beard? Beard. <laughs> okay, Sugarland Beard. Sugarland Beard. Sugarland Beard. Okay. Sugarland Beard. Just call me Shug now. Shug? Hi. Shug. Um, Shug is here, everyone. And these, are, I forgot to say that these are all, the, this season we're doing all dilemmas from the big screen, big ones mm. of the big screen. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm, the setting is gorgeous. We're Isn't it Pasadena. nice? It's just beautiful. And you have me drinking out of a beautiful mug, I just realized. This is a Cinderella mug. Yeah, turn around. There's diamonds on her dress. Oh, my. Yeah, Mess. that's one of that's one of my favorite mugs. Oh, well, it makes me feel cozy and rich all at once. <laughs> With the diamonds in it. That's the only way I can feel cozy is when I feel rich. <laughs> it could happen to any of us, guys. It could. to riches. It sure could. <laughs> it just takes one night out. One night at a fancy ball. Yeah. And all can change. Let's start losing our slippers, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You guys. The intro was as goosebump inducing as i thought really? it would be yeah that's we so used nice that to listen yeah i know Thank it, you. We, we used to trip over the beginning quite a bit and then we did it so much that now it comes very naturally to us and yet it sounds so new each time mm-hmm. hmm. we like to keep it fresh that's very important yeah <laughs> Uh, now you're doing something i just before we start you're doing something that my boyfriend calls out in girls um where i do it too where you where we hold mugs with another with both hands on the mug where we don't just hold it like this. Because girls got to get warm. That's what I say. Yeah. But he thinks, I think we may have touched on this before. He thinks we've learned it from TV shows. Okay, he's nuts. That's <laughs> insane. That's crazy. I think that, let's just call them all out, men, by not holding it are missing the full experience of say. having a tea or a coffee. That's because now you're getting warm. You're embracing the mug. It's a whole it's experience. It's a hand warm. It's, a hand, it's not only a drink. It's a hand warmer. Well, haven't, isn't it? kind of um okay to generalize and say that women have um colder limbs than men <laughs> yeah i mean we sh- i think we do i mean isn't that the thing that we don't get blood circulating we're so uptight we don't our servants get our blood circulated or it's because it's all in our belly trying to make a baby <laughs> we've got babies constantly inside of us the rest of our limbs are cold I know. It's just I noticed that, you know, in every movie when a girl a girl goes like this, 
you know, puts both hands on the thing. And I understand. I grew up using a hot water bottle every day. Mm, mm. I just put it right between my thighs and lay on my bed and just let the warmth wash over me. So sexy, but awesome. (laughs) (laughs) True. I have a heat blanket, Mm -hmm. one of the ones that you plug into the wall that I've had since the early 80s. And I love that thing. Yeah. That's fabulous. I um, bought myself, I treated myself um, on Amazon. I bought this massager. It's like this shiatsu massager. And it's kind of the shape of a large thick boomerang but it has these, <laughs> you plug it in and it has these balls that move around and it's for like the pressure points on your shoulders oh, and yes, your I've used it. it's the one that heats up it heats up so often i'll just plug it in and i'll just set it on my stomach so i'm not even really getting a massage it's just kind of moving mm-hmm. lightly and heating up it's so great for cramps so great for cramps. So good. That and the thing lovely. with my boyfriend is he has a heating pad that he uses every night. So he gets what the use of warmth, you know, does. A warm surface does. Does he use it in the summer? Um, He uses it basically every night. Wow. It puts Where does to, he to put sleep. it? He puts it. He sleeps on it. So he just lays it on the bed and then lets it wash over his back. <laughs> Can I tell you? I know that sometimes the big ones can turn into a lifestyle podcast Uh but i have one other suggestion for you ladies yes Uh, maria i've talked to you about this before but matt and i over the holidays we got gravity blankets so weighted blankets there do you have one show i don't have one i have something called the buffy which is kind of the exact opposite of that it's a cloud you know i see it's like a comfort (laughs) or duvet sort of situation the gravity blanket is amazing. I got a 15 pound one and it just happened substantially. We both ended up with them because I got one for Matt for Christmas and then I was gifted one for Christmas from someone else. So we just all through the holiday season just had, we're carrying our gravity blankets with us everywhere. Wasn't that heavy? They're heavy. Yes. It's a little workout too. And then we would um, sleep with them. And when you sleep, I haven't slept so good in like years. You feel like you're cocooned. When I wake up, it's so hard to get out of bed. Well, you kids, you can't lift it off. Of you. Uh, it's literally, it's heavy. Anyway, so that's well, my suggestion. That is comforting. That feels it, it, you don't feel trapped under the weight. It's not heavy enough to feel trapped. It's just heavy enough to feel a little trapped, like yeah. a like a good relationship. <laughs> yeah. mm. Heavy yeah. enough to feel to feel embraced, but not heavy enough where you couldn't get out if you yeah. if you were in. I, I don't feel trapped. I feel dependent. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just like a good relationship. <laughs> healthy um well should we like to start off the podcast asking our guests if they have like a little moral dilemma do you have one i do have one i i I don't know how interesting this is but i'll give it a try i have been talking to a friend of mine about going to burning man and i've never been um but the reason that i want to go is to kind of like do a covert operation and record conversations that I have. Mm. And I wonder if it's morally wrong to steal conversations from people before letting them know. Because I want them to be open and honest with me as we're talking. And so I just want to wear like a hidden mic and then be like, surprise, I just recorded everything that you said. Can I have it? So is that wrong? I see. And you'll you'll ask them after the fact. Yes. I'm not just going to like run around and... And just play their stolen voice. Because right. I feel like that's stealing their soul in a way which is is wrong. Right. I know that Always. morally yes. is wrong. Stealing someone's soul is wrong. wrong. Yeah. Interesting. Now, Marie and I have certainly done this before, making like little digital shorts where we've kind of gone out to the streets and um, talked to people and then put them on YouTube. I, I mean, did you have any, when you did that with your short Ohio, did yeah, you feel so bad? I did this short Ohio where I went, 
and I had a little lav mic on me and a backpack with all the recording equipment in it. And then our friend Andy stood far away with a camera. And so like I was just kind of in the world and then as this character talking to people, right? And so it is kind of like, it. here's the thing. If you're not going out trying to trick anyone or you're not trying to like make them look like a fool, then I don't think there's anything wrong, especially with after the fact going like, hey, I, you know, I, I'm doing this thing and I just like have this recording. I, I mean, I don't know because it is specifically for recording conversations. It's not like you're doing a um, uh, research or a or... narrative thing where it's kind of like about you and they're just kind of happening to be in the vicinity because it really is just you want to get conversations mm-hmm. with people. I'm trying to get like their honesty. I want like that honest and they're probably going to be on, you know, a bunch of great drugs. And there's also that. Yeah. I would go beforehand and just go because they're going to be on drugs. I don't think it's going to matter much if you say, "Hey, I'm recording this." True. Up you know front. what? You could say, "Hey, I just want to let you know I'm recording my whole Burning Man experience." So yeah. it puts like less. Um, yeah, there's less guilt there. Yeah, and less emphasis less on feeling. them too, so they might not adapt their behavior. Because I think your fear is if you tell them beforehand, they'll kind of play to the mic Mm -hmm. is that your fear yes well and also I've done it before where I did like a hidden camera thing and it went very poorly for me I was was shooting a movie and I had really gruesome makeup on my Uh face and I was staying in a hotel and I thought it would be funny if I walked up to people and asked for help but the makeup looked really real and I had a friend following me around and recording me and I got in really big trouble. Like, oh. they called the management in the hotel. A woman cried. It was a very bad experience. Oh, got it. Are you all right? I'm like, no, I, I feel okay. But my eye was, like, dripping off the side of my oh, face. Oh, wow. And so I got in trouble, and that woman was very hurt by well, my actions. Okay, so you, but you mm-hmm. have not learned your lesson, it seems. <laughs> no. Well, it's a lot di- I think it's a lot different. And I think this is, if they're going to be on drugs, people are going to be enjoying the experience, especially if just you, you kind of go up to someone and go, hey, I want to talk to you. I'm recording my whole experience. And kind of throw it away yeah, you know and then good. continue with the thing. what if you make yourself a button that says like i am recording um, you <laughs> <laughs> just some sort of button that's like that's if, if yeah. you talk to me you're being recorded or like this yeah. is a recording device then you don't even have to mention it and Ooh. you know the, it, it might be a conversation starter or they might not even notice it and you know what you do is you surround it with other buttons with other <laughs> sayings yeah just kidding i'm not recording you just kidding i am <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. Now, I wonder if there's something, uh, a legal issue with this. Is it because in some states it's like illegal to record a phone call without the other person's consent? So I want, I don't think there's anything like that, but maybe I'll just quickly Google and, and check just to make sure. Well, I'm interested and I'm interested if like on the playa during Burning Man, I feel like the laws are different there. Mm. Yeah, there aren't. It's lawless. It's lawless. And so what are you going to use the stuff for? I'll just probably give it to you guys. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> but is it like, is it like for Reese or like just to. It's just truly like human interest piece. I just yeah. kind of want to do it and then see what I come home with. Is this going to be a problem, Amanda? The the noise? Do you hear it in there? No, it'll be okay. okay. Um, so here's something interesting. Federal law permits recording telephone calls and in-person conversations with with the consent without the consent of at least one of the parties. This is called a one-party consent law. So under a one-party consent law, you can record a phone call or a conversation as long as you are a party to the conversation. Wow. So actually, you're there's nothing legally wrong about this. Wow. wow. That's interesting, right? <laughs> That's very interesting. 
also a little bit frightening. Right? I know. Well, that's why, that's why, well, that makes sense, though, because that's like when people get wired to go into places, Mm -hmm. they're allowed to record conversations they have with people and phone calls they have with people, but the police can't record it without there being like a, a rat. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, that must be what it's about. Fascinating. It is fascinating. I, you know, as much Which as Which makes I, it an actual moral dilemma. Yeah. Because if it's not a legal dilemma... It's just, it's a, moral just a moral dilemma. dilemma. It's a personal... Th- you know, whatever is going to make you feel best, you can definitely go up to them beforehand and go like, hey, you know, in your fun state, hey, I'm doing a human interest piece, I just want to talk, you know, like something like that. Which I don't think anyone's going to mind, especially if you say human interest piece instead mm-hmm. of just like, I'm recording this, then that might. <laughs> but if you make it sound a what little. What are you hippies doing out here? Right. right. If you make it sound. She's a narc. <laughs> yeah. What drugs are you on, man? <laughs> you tell me right now, man. I wonder if you'll get a better reaction telling people before or after. Maybe experiment and see think, how people react. I think you're totally right because I feel like. People want to really express their feelings out there. I feel yeah. like that's what the whole thing is. Have you guys been to that? No. No, have you? I haven't. I had no interest in going. And then I was do- editing this thing with this guy who had a desktop. His desktop image was like Burning Man. And I was like, what is that? And it was like some of like the things that the Silicon Valley guys had done. Because all those people from uh, Silicon Valley create all these like weird characters and stuff and they like Mm. put them into the desert and he was like telling me all about it and i was like this sounds so cool like drugs and everything aside like this just sounds like the coolest thing in the world but then i started reading about the air quality and like that it's like cancer city and you have to if you don't wear a mask like which is another thing that you think should think about when you go to like you know if you're trying to record someone they're all wearing masks yeah they are they will be though it's like come out that the 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 qual the dirt has like microbes in it or something where they do it and it's like really bad for you so everyone's wearing a mask now wow do research on it but it's like if you wear a mask if you're like safe about it you're totally cool but like you can't just walk around with no mask i think that's like become like the thing to not do so that's where i was like oh i'd like to go just to like see it but also you know i've got anxiety and OCD tendencies and maybe I might end up <laughs> maybe just keep googling and- yeah I'll keep googling I'll keep go- I'll read your human interest story great I'll listen to it <laughs> now just real quick I want to put myself in the position of a burning man person who's talking to Shug and I'm opening up to you and then you find out you're being recorded which, like, <laughs> how would we all react it depends on what I said I would want to know beforehand honestly I would want to know beforehand I think me too, but... But I know that I would monitor myself. Yeah, you would, and you don't want that. So are you putting your art maybe a, a little bit above what you know is morally right? I think maybe. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. Sometimes <laughs> you have to. And be, you know why I feel I can do that is because my intentions are so good, mm-hmm. and I would never expose anything. My, you know, it's never going to mm-hmm. be some cynical piece or me making right. fun of anyone. So I'm... I'm making them trust me because I know they can trust me. You know. Yeah. You, you also could interest. become. Really you do. could you could tell them at the beginning of Burning Man, and then slowly become friends with like the same group of people, and they'd start to forget you were this reporter kind of person, and then they just open up to you, knowing that you were recording them. You know, it wouldn't. They would. They wouldn't. They wouldn't um, edit themselves anymore if you spent enough time with them. It's gonna be great. 
Let when us know. When is it? I will. It's August 25th. If you guys see Shug walking around Burning Man, <laughs> just know don't she's, trust don't her. trust her don't for trust a second. Me. I'll be naked, but there will be a mic somewhere. <laughs> and is there music? I I forget what goes on. It's, I think there's got to be music. There's definitely music, but there's also a lot of just like art installations. Right. And interestingly enough, the dude that I was talking to about this said that there's a camp which sounds so wonderful to me. They're called tender heckles. And you go to the camp and you stand like in front of the booth or whatever, and they all heckle you. And they just kind of make fun of you for a while. And but it's tender. Knock down your ego because that's wow. important too. Yeah. You know, that's how you open up to love or whatever. And yeah, they just heckle you and make fun of you and then give you a hug and you leave. I have to you do You have this. to record that. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I don't personally have a desire to go to Burning Man, but I, if there was a group going and I got invited, I probably would consider it if we had like an RV to sleep in. But I don't yeah. think I'm going to be the one organizing it. But I'm open to it. It's a huge ordeal. I almost went, a group of friends of mine went like five years ago and I was there. I was like ready and I, we went to the planning meetings and everybody right. was, you know, you're bringing in water, you're bringing in all your food. How are you going to bathe? Like there, we had like five meetings and then I... You, and then I was like, I don't want to do this at all. And I, I bailed in the last minute. How long minute. did people go for? A week. It's wow. also like a lot of money. Anyway, it's even not- that first time, I'm like, I need to make this worth something. If I'm spending this money, I'm going to record everything and get a little, you know, piece of content out of it and right. steal the s- Right. Stories. No, you got to make it worth your while. You got to yeah. leave there knowing you're a little bit ahead in your career. You I can- also feel like you will certainly <laughs> not be the only person who's bugged. And burning people are going to be recording like video like you know everyone's recording each other so yeah what's the difference if you're taking a video or you're just secretly recording someone I think it's nicer to secretly record someone yeah because then you know you're not really that exposed it's the beauty of the podcast and the radio it's like you are more honest in front of a microphone than you are in front of a video camera yeah Mm. Mm, well, I truth. think, yeah, I think it's something something to think about for sure. But I, I think that the, you know, it is art o- over morality at a certain part point. You want to get people being their true selves. Maybe you bury the, you bury the lead. Mm. She's going to be bugged. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. She's very helpful. Now, before we uh, transition into the big, big one, I want to take a moment for Maria and I to um, do our ask because we're supposed to do it at the top now instead of the end like we did last episode so we're just gonna beg you real quick for money so um and we're trying to do it more powerfully because women don't tend to do it so excuse me if this comes across bad but you will rate and review (laughs) us on itunes this is quality content and it will cease to exist unless you take action. <laughs> you, you will tell three friends about the Big Ones podcast or else. You will join our Patreon where you will get more content than you will have gotten without a $5 subscription to our Patreon. And you will be happy with the content you get. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks. And there's one other... <laughs> shaking in my nitties over here but i want to give you money (laughs) there's one other little um thing i have to say oh it's actually in the big ones email maria do you have that because i got us a phone number that i want people to call in and start leaving their dear big ones as voicemails (laughs) oh my god amanda there's an email here from google voice and it goes hi big ones it's the big ones test 
test, test, big ones. Yeah, that was my test. So I was testing Why the is voice. it say it? <laughs> Here it is. Here's the audio. Hi, big ones. It's the big ones. Test, 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 big ones. <laughs> That's cool. So do you have an email on that account with a phone number? Um... Wow, it's like you working guys are gonna change a lot of lives. <laughs> we, we listen. We're I trying. Have. Yeah, we're trying, and we're changing our our own lives in the process. I found it. You did. Okay, so guys, if you want to call in and leave us your dear big ones or any sort of message on our new phone voicemail, <laughs> call us at this number six two six six zero four six two six two. Now take out your phones and put this in and save it under the big ones. You will put this in your phone. You will call us. 626-604-6262. Okay, now that that's over, we can get to the big one. <laughs> All right, are you ready, Shug? I'm very ready. Okay. Okay. Now, we're doing these all from the big screen, but I will say that today's big one, we really wanted to do with you because we think it'll be really fun. But there's a little loophole here that it's not technically from a movie. It's about a movie. But just keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. You are an aspiring actor hustling to make ends meet. Your agent calls and says they have a big audition for you, but it's for an edgy rated R horror film. This ain't no sixth sense, honey. You go to the casting and, as always, give it your all. The next day, you get the call. You booked it! Finally, your agent can reveal the name of the movie. It's called The Human Centipede. You read the script and you're horrified by the plot, but your agent says it's a great opportunity. Do you take the job? So have you heard of the human centipede? I've heard of the human centipede, but I mean, if you would like to give me a Amanda, Amanda has a better. Do you, do you want to? Give- well, okay. Basically, in the movie, I've seen it a long time ago, but you get abducted and <laughs> by like a mad scientist. One thing leads to the next. You end up basically on your hands and knees for the last. This is like the last like half of the movie. Um, you're basically asked to mouth sewn together okay there's three people um and so that's what he does to you he makes the mad scientist makes you a a literal human centipede okay i have a very easy question to really set my decision off here what position am i in the centipede (laughs) you were gonna ask and i think it makes a difference it's a huge difference because if i'm in the front i'm in you know you're in wow okay if i'm in the front wow Listen, I can be very convincing. I'm the one in control. My mouth isn't sewn onto anyone. And I, you know, maybe I'm enjoying it a little bit from the back. Because I feel like there's like, you know. (laughs) I'd say you're middle. Let's say you're getting the offer for the middle. But maybe there is a point you can negotiate for the end. For the, the, for, for the front is taken. The front's taken. Sorry. Sure, I'm sure the front is going to like Sorry, Emma Roberts it. or somebody. <laughs> yeah, the, yes. the front was offer only. They sent it to <laughs> yeah. someone who didn't have to the audition. Emma Roberts, yes. Because it's more of the, it's, it's, you're more of a supporting role and this is, this is her movie. Mm. Um, what do you do? Well, just off the back, back, first impressions. And this is not us how we are now. Let's say this is all of us like a little while back when we're a little bit less old. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit like more broke. 20. Yeah, 21. We're 21. Let's say between 21, 20 and 26. 
you know, we're young. This is an interesting dilemma because I've certainly had it in my career and yeah. don't know if I made the right moral. I made a choice, but, right. you know, it's a tough one. It's very, very tough. And, and there's nothing. Am I naked? No, I don't think you're exposed. I don't think there's okay. n- there's no it's nudity. Just a very compromising position. It's putting yourself out into the world, into the universe, in your first film you've ever done, basically. I think, is that what we're saying? That it's we've never really done much? And what you're being seen as is just this horrific... <laughs> this is uh, the other thing. I mean, you don't know if this movie is going to just fall into obscurity. I-, I bet everyone who ended up doing the movie thought it was going to because that's what I've always been told. You know, if something's not good, yes. no one's going to see it anyway. Well, that's not always the case. Right. Sometimes things hit. And this one, this one said if you'd hit. It really hit. And I will say for anyone aspiring out there, it will be seen by yeah. at least a few people. It will. Or it'll end up on Pornhub. You know, like, yeah. just look out. Um, but I, but it's early in my career at this point. We're in our 20s. We're young. We're hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, honestly, I think I would probably get talked into doing it. And that's just my first instinct. But it's like, what should you do it is more of the question. Well, it can be two questions. It it would be what would your reaction first reaction to it be, and then would you do would could you be talked in? Would you do it? Do you think it's important to just take any role that comes your way at that point and to like make relationships and you know get yourself seen? So, in our experiences, as we're all actors, um, have you guys turned anything down because you were uncomfortable with it or thought it was that bad? <laughs> I I really haven't. I haven't, but they're also not banging down my door. Right. But you know, you, I've, yeah. I've taken a movie that it took me about a month and a half to decide whether I wanted to do it because there were, there was like seven sex scenes in it and it took me a long time and I, you know, it was an independent movie. Emma Roberts was not attached as the as lead. The head. I was the lead of the movie. So that was a big dilemma too. It was like, here's this opportunity where I'm the lead of the movie and this character is pretty so- strong, but she's doing it and doing it and doing it well. You know, she was yeah. like doing it a lot. And so I was like, how much... You know, my titties were out, which I'm okay with. You can have, everybody can take my titties. I don't yeah. mind. Watch, look take at them. them. Take them. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. Take them. They're so beautiful. nice. They're gorgeous. They really are gorgeous. I have a rule. You, you just, you know, the lower holes, you never get them. Right. Nobody can see them. But all of, you know, the three in my head, great. And my titties, fine. But no lower holes. But That's anyways, a nice rule. You know, you have to make your own boundaries. And I ended up doing the movie, and I certainly don't regret it, but. I don't want my mom to ever see it. And like, right. there's a rule in my family that nobody's allowed to watch that movie. Right. Did you get out of that movie what you wanted? Like, whatever you thought, like, the reason for doing it was? I did. You did, yeah. I really did. I really did because it was me tapping into a very free part of myself. And I'm not afraid to portray those things. And it really solidified that in me. And it was, I had a interesting time doing it and it was my first time being the lead in the movie and that's an experience in itself and I ran that set and it was very fun and like there was a lot of great stuff but interesting so but this is a different sort of dilemma this is that one it seems like you got to build a character you got to really prove things to yourself showcase your talent be in control the in human centipede the last half of the movie you're sucking and giving right (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. How about you, Maria? Have you ever pulled, not done something? I've not done. I've I I usually pull the plug at an audition. Like if I I can usually tell in um kind of the way something's described or who's doing it kind of the quality of it if not just in like if it's something where i'm like huh that seems a little like weird or like not um what do you call it when um something has a lot of clout behind it what's like the what's the like Uh, um like legit yeah like on um, like when something doesn't seem very legitimate and it seems like just some guys being like wouldn't this be cool would this be fun i can kind of tell in a sides or like a breakdown when that's that and i'm like no i don't like i've gotten some auditions for those kinds of movies where it's like people in front of a they're all in front of their computer screens and then it's like someone's dying in the background or something but like really low budget stuff where i'm just like you know what i don't need to do that like that but you would- haven't ever turned something down because of like nudity or in content that you are uncomfortable no one with. no it's not i've never been asked to do anything along those lines but i usually legitimacy is usually the big thing when it comes to auditions where i'm like you know what i don't even need to go in there i don't need to i don't need to be around that kind i of. agree with that and i've definitely done that too like if yeah. luckily enough to have an agent and stuff like if it was yeah. just kind of coming to me and and it didn't feel like it was yeah, like an actor's access kind yeah. of oh yeah for sure I had, um, well, I was up for a movie, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, called Paranormal Whacktivity. <laughs> I haven't, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> so this is probably, like, actually, this was my human centipede. Like, I was, um, and now I'm thinking, you know, I was, like, 23 when all this happened, and now I think I'm reversing my, what I said about I think I would do it. I think I wouldn't, because I was in a position similar, and I didn't end up doing it. So it was for basically, it was like scary movie, but for paranormal activity. But it was like really broad, super dirty. And I was just playing the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got really far in the audition process. And it was right on the line of like, is this a real movie? Is it not? Because you had to drive deep into the valley to audition. Right. And I think the guys had made like a couple other movies. But this was definitely like a straight to video sort of situation. Yeah. And it was like at one scene... I remember I I don't really read scripts until I book things. <laughs> so I didn't read the whole script until I it was down to me and this one other girl. And in the auditions, it was all improv. And so I was doing really well and having so much fun with it. So that's what was kind of getting me through the whole process. And then when I finally read the script, and I actually don't think they sent me this the script until mm-hmm. the like last audition. Mm-hmm. There was like this whole like basically a rape scene where the girl gets raped by a ghost. Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of a horror movie trope, but it was just like, this is not the place to have that. And I was like tormented. Like this is before I even had like decent representation. So I was really in a position where... You were still with Thaddeus? (laughs) No, this wasn't Thaddeus. Amanda had an agent named Thaddeus. (laughs) It was at this um, agency called Coralie Jr. And they repped like all essentially circus freaks like bearded ladies what and little people and they had just opened a commercial division and they i was one of their first <laughs> clients so i'd go into the office and it'd be all these little people working there it sounds like a dream place a little bit yeah it yeah. was kind of fun but she was really mean she told me i needed to lose weight and cut my stringy hair no. <laughs> and i did look it's short yeah. <laughs> but anyway i turned down paranormal activity 
You know, you right, and that's that was a good choice. You look at someone like Anna Ferris who did Scary Movie, and she, that was like a really raunchy. She'd mm-hmm. not done anything else really in her career, and this was something where like she probably got the script, and she was like, "What is this?" And it was probably super like degrading in certain points and she's i've heard her talk about it on her podcast a little bit that it was like it was like a crazy experience because she was like being asked to do stuff that was like insanely like vulnerable in like but for comedy you know what Mm. i mean and i think she really liked doing it but when you've got someone like the waynes brothers behind it and you've got that clout behind it and you're able to go like look i know these people are going to be held accountable i know that I know that, like, there's money behind this. And, like, there's something to that where if it's an independent movie where there's not really anyone that's had anything beforehand that they can you can look at or whatever, there's just no point in putting yourself in that kind of situation. Yeah, but Human Centipede, I think, you know, that was a big movie. I don't think that was really? just a... Is it, the, is it like the same camp as the Saw people, maybe? Like, it feels like it's that same... Like a Blumhouse type. And it's interesting with horrors, too. I've never done a horror i've never been Uh in a horror but that whole world can blow up like those movies all seem to have a chance to me and there's like just such an underground following of them that i would think if i was you know scheming as a young actor like a lot of people do horrors because they get watched and also there's such a shadiness to them because they are so the reason so many young filmmakers do horrors because they're so easy to make or they're so they don't need to spend a lot of money so it can be like this super independent low budget movie where if you're doing it you're feeling like what are we doing and then of course it can blow up if it's got a good story and a good but but i'm sure any of those on any of those sets like especially young actresses are like what exactly are we doing yeah Yeah, i don't think i don't know if it's independent or what but it was definitely filmed i think in the netherlands does it say what the budget was down Uh, there usually at the bottom okay okay okay. so here's another draw you get to go to the netherlands yeah that's true where in the netherlands (laughs) (laughs) okay so the budget was um 1.5 million and it mm, grossed 181 million wow oh nope nope 181,000. I was confusing the date was next to it. So the cu- for some reason it says the cumulative gross was $252,000. This is not adding up to me, but I I think it's okay. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, so should we do a little improv and just maybe improvise what the audition experience would be like? I'm into it. (laughs) So I, we can have maybe two of us be the girls auditioning and then one of us be the casting director. Sure. Do you have a preference, Maria, who you are? Um, I'll be one of the girls. You want to be the casting director? I'll be be one of the girls. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And this isn't that you can't hear that. It's fine. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't really pick it up. Okay. Okay. Okay, girls. Thanks so much for coming in. So just go ahead and let's do a quick slate. Okay. Just say your, your name and your height. Hi, I'm Sugarland Beard, and I'm five feet tall. Hi, I'm Maria Basucci, and I'm five seven. 
Okay, great. Thanks, ladies. Okay, so what we're going to do is just a little improv scene. All right, you two are trapped in a dungeon, mm-hmm. okay. essentially. Okay, so you're just, you're really scared. You're trying to figure out what to do. All right, go. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Um, okay. Um, oh, God, I really think we're trapped. I don't, there's no way to get out of here. There's no way we can be trapped. I, I swear there's got to be a way out of here. Try that window behind you. Oh, God. It's locked. Okay, that's locked. Um, Please don't freak out or I'm going to freak out, okay? I just, I don't do well in small spaces. Okay, I'm freaking out. I'm trying not to, but I am freaking out. Whoever put this, whoever put us in here needs to get us out, okay? And I'm going to make sure. Hello? 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 You've got to get us out of here. Get us out of here right now. Hello? Okay, great. Wow, that yeah. was really oh, that nice. That felt good. <laughs> so I don't, I'm not having everyone do this. I know okay. I said we're just going to do one of the scenes, but um, are you guys down to do one other thing? Oh, sure, yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, so um, in this scene, um, let's see, you're shorter, so I'm going to have you are going to be in, um, in front. Okay, so basically you guys have been stitched together like a human centipede. So Sugar, your mouth has been um, stitched to the circumference of Maria's anus, and um, mm. there's someone behind you. <laughs> <laughs> whose mouth is stitched to your your butthole as well so in this scene i'm going to have you guys get on all fours and you don't of course you can keep your clothes on but um let's just you're basically maria is um going number two and it's going into your mouth so we're just trying to <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of want to see the reaction there and maybe you're apologizing no um... <laughs> i'm sorry i'm so shug was it shug yes hi okay, uh... i'm sorry i can't I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. Hold on. Um if she if she didn't if she didn't want to do it, I, I I could maybe be in front and and then I I I would be okay? okay. I'm not doing I'm sorry. This just like the way and I don't mean to like put you on the spot or anything, but the way you describe that is so vile that it really does seem almost like a joke. Well, that's the role. So if you don't want the part in this movie that's going to okay. be big, then honey, you can go back to Two Wait, buck maybe, two. Maybe, I'm sorry. Let me just interject. Maybe we're hearing this wrong. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. we're hearing this wrong because I, are you saying that I would be ingesting her stool? Yeah, and then you'll digest it and then you will excrete it into the person Why? who is behind you. Why? Because there's a mad scientist. Okay, that's the whole premise of the movie. So you know what I can do? If you're okay with being in the front, I got a girl outside. She'll do anything. Tina? Okay, Maria, mm-hmm. you can go. Let's get Thank Tina you. in here. It was nice to meet you, Shug. I'm ashamed, but I need this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Tina in. Hey, I'm Tina. I'll do anything. <laughs> okay, wow. And that was sick. That was, that was uh, disgusting. And I hope that that's not what you actors had to go through. I know yeah. you're listening to this podcast when you, when your Google alerts came up. That right, we're human centipede. Should we IMDb them? Yeah, and see if what if yes. they've gone on to do doing anything. that improv was very like it's a it's no wonder why they don't give away a lot in auditions like that. Because I was gonna say there's no they did all of the straight scenes, all of right. the scary scenes because leading up, and the and the you know the the pig roast is probably left to the day. Yeah, because there's no way any actor that would be in there with the, in them saying that. I mean, I don't know if any actor, but I know me being in that room, hearing exactly what was going to happen. I'd be like, I'd start laughing, and I go, "What are you talking about?" Well, and you're out, you're immediately like you're making everybody do this. Yeah. You're 
skeezies. Like, you should be apologizing that that even happens in the movie. Is it genuinely, like, half of the movie that they're in that position? Amanda's seen it. I think it's at least the uh, the last bit. Like, it's a good amount of time. Were you entertained? I don't honestly remember. It was all a fever dream. I'm not sure I got through the whole thing, to be honest. It feels like, mm, it feels very upsetting. Yeah. So, one of the actors who's in it is named Ashley C. Williams, um, and she is from Boston, born in 1984, and she's done a couple of things since, but nothing I recognize. It seems like a lot of it might be uh, horror. I gotta say, now that we've gone through the exercise, I'm I'm saying no. At any stage in my career. It's just not worth it because you have to think, okay, so like if you do it, it's to get ahead in your career. Or for money and that's it. But that, I'm sure that was scale. Yeah. Netherlands. Yeah. Neverland. The Neverlands. Neverlands for me. Um, So yeah, the other girl who was in it, her name is Ashley Yenny and she has done stuff but I don't recognize any. She did NCIS one episode. Um, TV series called Submission, which I don't know what Submission is. I've heard of it. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. So maybe she's gone on to I do just... some stuff, but I maybe um, I would think like in spite of Human Centipede, maybe not because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. I think you yeah. can get that off the resume maybe. Yeah. I don't and know. And the other thing is like the reality of it is, yes, we're watching it for half a movie, but how long were they like the waking up and having to get back in your position of your mouth on that person? Yeah. It's just like the most vile kind of imagery and whether or not like if it was a movie about that and it didn't have to be if it was just like the someone mentioned it or it was like the scientist was doing that or like there was like but the the fact that it was like Amanda was it like visual in that the special effects were like showed them doing it oh, are you going to sh- um, oh yeah <laughs> okay you don't have to look shook but it looks to me there's more than just three people in the line as well so black and white was it like a film noir maybe uh, yeah <laughs> I, I think it's it, an art piece yeah i it does seem very much like an art piece and all pa- Ugh, no God. there's no way there's no way there's amanda's no way. showing us pictures there's no way oh she's just covered in there's no way yeah there's no way of oh, course going oh. into the audition you wouldn't know that it would look like this <laughs> That one's a little bit beautiful. That one looks like a Wes Anderson moment. A little bit. (laughs) That's honestly horrific to me. It's truly horrific. And I think, honestly, the other thing about this question is... I would like to think that I'm aware of what I'm putting out into the world, Mm -hmm. even as just a a pawn as the actor in it. I, I would like to think that I don't know why the world needs to see something like that so yeah. do I really want to contribute to it I really yeah. focus on keeping like love as my through line and yeah and there's nothing loving about that movie at all I mean she could try to be generous in the middle but it's hard oh it's so it's nauseating really... so I think I were all leaning toward a no on the human centipede do you think that it's <laughs> I'm surprised now that it took us me so long to get here <laughs> <laughs> it's good to like talk about it and kind of set boundaries like this for ourselves because it does you do think ooh, a movie and money and you know starring role you gotta look at the fine print honey definitely or else but how much money would it take to get you to be in the human centipede part two okay this is a big blockbuster movie uh-huh they've already cast a couple people people in it who are kind of cool <laughs> is roberts back Emma? Yeah, Emma Roberts is definitely <laughs> in it. So she's at the front has been taken. But we're talking like, I mean, how much money? What's it going to take to get Shogun in that movie? 
It's make believe, you know? You have to remember that. You guys are really throwing this at me. <laughs> How much? My friends and I have a game where when anyone's in New York, we take a picture of like the dirtiest um, like sewer sludge uh-huh. and send it to our little group and say, "How much? What does it really take for you to drink right. this?" So yeah. I'm well versed in well how much in the what does it me? take game. Mm-hmm. What is it, what will it take? Okay, so I think like if it was, <laughs> if you're giving me twenty million dollars plus. Health insurance in America for life. Really good health insurance. Yeah. So Writers Guild. Yeah, Writers Guild. You don't know. I'm, I don't know. It's $20 million. Yeah. No, look, if I think it's make believe. It's not like we're really having to do it. That's the thing. And during press, am I allowed to be like, they gave me $20 million. Yes. They gave me $20 million. Yeah, I'm sucking on that ass. I got $20 million. Uh, <laughs> I think that they it would be in your contract that you can't talk badly about the movie. But I'm not talking badly. I'm talking about the money. <laughs> Like I'm really grateful for the twenty million dollars. Yeah, uh, I know twenty million would be nice, but I don't. I think uh, you think it would hurt your career that much to do it for less than. Like I think I'd do it, honest to God, at this point in my life. For if someone said, "I'll give you one point five million," I'd say, "Yeah, absolutely, seriously, one hundred percent." Because it's not like they're really asking me to to suck on someone. It's like it's a movie. It's yeah. fake. And it's it's like, okay, I'm doing two days of work of like, like I get it's a, like a longer shoot, but two days of like doing on my hands and knees doing this simulated act. You I know, don't think it's just two days of do of doing the sucking yeah, blow no, that's thing. Good. That's like two weeks. But a million five could change your life. Then you can buy yeah. a house. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not the real act and it is a degrading kind of thing but if there was a story to it and if i felt like the movie as a whole meant if it was just kind of like it would be we'd one thing if it was like a do YouTube. It for money we'd all do it for money does this mean that we're giving up on other opportunities and not say like saying like i don't believe that i'll ever make 1.5 million on something else so i need to take it now no, I you know? think I'll make 1.5 million on something else. I just don't think I'll make it in the next, you know, month, which is what this is offering me. So, okay, so, okay, I don't think at this point in my life, I don't think I would do it for anything under, I'm with Shug, 20 million. 20 million, not, oh, say, say 10 million and you're saying no. They've got to put a line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you think with twenty million dollars, I mean that's like what you always roll your eyes at George Clooney for doing commercials. But then you hear, well, he's doing commercials so he can keep this satellite up in space, so he can make sure that this <laughs> some nation isn't like having a genocide. Wow! And all his commercial money is going to this keep the satellite up in space. Wow. Is this true? Yeah, or like Oprah doing Weight Watchers. Well, she's sending like twenty five African girls through college with the yeah. food she doesn't eat. <laughs> Yeah, she's sending all the food she doesn't eat to Africa. So, I mean, that's what I would do. I would that's maybe do the human idea. centipede. And then as a, I would take half the money for myself. And then the other half, just as a publicity stunt, I'd give it to some <laughs> charity that stops human centipedes. Oh, God. <laughs> it all depends on the context of the, of the movie, right? If it was like a two-minute YouTube video where it was just like, look at this, look at this human centipede, of course I would never do it. Even for 1.5 million? No, 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 never. What? Ever. Why? That, see, that seems crazy to me because no one's going to see that YouTube video, but a movie mm. is like 
kids are watching much shorter content now. (laughs) 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 They would watch that over the movie. I just think if you can look at it from a perspective of this is someone's vision and art and like if it has a bigger context to it than just like a gruesome image, then I'm more willing to do something like that for the the right price. What like just give me an idea of what the moral story behind the human if the director i don't know if i could just hear his point of view of like look this is what i came up with it's a take on the on the horror films of the 1940s of like blah in the netherlands like that kind of thing where i'm like okay i kind of get it like i get your kind of bullshitting but okay like okay i have a i have a good question for (laughs) you guys what if there was just some like eccentric billionaire who wanted you to come and and pretend to get tied up just like do a live stage performance at his house of the human centipede never but it never airs you sign a he signs a contract that says i will never tell anyone about this this will never air i'm gonna give you you know do you have to actually eat shit no you it's basically how they it's his favorite movie so he just wants to see it in real life and so it's basically all fake like how they did it in the movie but you're just in this guy's living room how much uh 1.5 million done (laughs) wow done you don't it wouldn't be traumatic for you to be like on all fours you know but i've worked out a lot of trauma i could do this too i'll get through it (laughs) It's one point five million dollars. Never Nobody's ever going to see it. Before. I would, I would honestly probably almost get a kick out of doing that because if it's a billionaire's house and he's just this like old, crazy, creepy guy yeah. sitting in a corner watching us do, I think I would be intrigued by it. It's a human <laughs> interest story. <laughs> I love this. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I would be able to like. Yeah, uh, I, I I'd be, be more into that. Situation. You trust the billionaire's word. I know it feels like it com- well, could come scary. out to bite you. Sure. It could come I guess back you'd to have to you. get lawyers involved and like sign paperwork. If there were like, pa- if there was paperwork and lawyers and like an NDA and like all that stuff. But how horrible to have to go to court. <laughs> if you told me he wasn't going to film it. How horrible even to call your sweet lawyer and be like, listen, I'm going to do this yeah. thing. You know, I take it back. I, hell no, I'm not doing that because it, it's too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> 1.5 million for how many hours you have to go to this billionaire's house? Uh, you have to be there for it's um, your call times. Like it's a call time, so it's very professional. <laughs> you have to be there for four hours, and you have to be human centipeded for 45 minutes. It is 1.5 million dollars for four hours of your time of a of a, and it's a story, babe. Yeah, <laughs> it's a story, babe. And it's just it's it's like a it's like an art installation. For you know, that's what you'd have better, to tell yourself. Worse. Yeah, yeah. I'm. You guys, my final verdict is: I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for any amount of money. Getting her out of bed to go do it is the way she's not. She just doesn't <laughs> want to drive to Santa Monica or whatever wherever this billionaire lives. She'd rather be under the blanket. Yeah, yeah. She's under the gravity, gravity blanket. blanket. Okay, so final verdicts. My final verdict is: Listen, I mean, say what you will, but I'm doing it You're at the doing- billionaire's house with the paper work done with the, the contracts yeah. in place i feel safe is four hours he's giving me 1.5 million dollars i am in the front in that scenario okay does he what if he sees it as a sexual <laughs> thing if he's like then would you still do it what do you mean like he's beating off in the corner maybe while I'm doing this? yeah but you know he's gonna beat off later or like he's kind of over the I mean, pantsing it a little bit. Yeah, he's gonna beat off later. So what is over that? The, he's over the pantsing it as he's sitting in the shadow and over the pantsing it a little. Then do you still take it? No. 
There we go. See, there. these are the <laughs> no, lines. These are, these the, are lines. the lines. We have to really find our boundaries. We got to find the lines. We all have our lines. So you're going to do it only if he sees he's it as not, something <laughs> like an artistic thing that he's bringing. No, he can have whatever internal dialogue, but he has to sit on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's in the contract. He has to sit that's on the hands. That's in the contract. And these are the details that I would work out with my lawyer who I just adore so much. And we would figure this out. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't do the movie. I don't think unless like was a hefty paycheck, hefty, hefty, hefty. And the you bil- said you would do the movie for one point five, or you were at least toying with it. What's toying, your final decision I was there? With it. I don't know. I mean, it is kind of putting myself giving a thing in my resume that is like horrific and traumatic and people see me as that will they ever see me as anything else because i won't see myself as anything other than that for the rest of my life yeah you better not do it i don't think i'm gonna do it but can i sell you on coming with me to the billionaires billionaires. three of us and it would be kind of fun and we just have to be on our hands and knees like facing the back of each other you know you are taped up but there's you're taped up as you see in the the screenshots i show you from the film they're kind of wearing these diapers so you're you're not actually skin to skin, but you are, you know, I couldn't, I can't and we're do acting, it. I can't and we're do like it. pretending. Oh, it'll be so fun. Okay, okay, I'll take the middle. Maria's in the front. How about that? No, Shug isn't doing it unless she's the front. <laughs> okay, you have to be the front, so you could be the back. I'm not doing it. Listen, if it helps to get you in, I'll take. No, a I'm not position. doing it because it would be horrific <laughs> to me. Front and. I don't want it because the the visual of it is already upsetting to me. I can't imagine being in it and having this like billionaire kind of just lurking in the shadows. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? I just don't. I couldn't do it. Okay. Do okay. It. Amanda. So, no, I'm not doing any of it. If if you guys both went to the millionaire's house, I could be sold on that. But well, no. Shug's going. I'm not going, but you've still got Shug. You well, need who's our third? third? Emma Roberts. I really would kind of need some friends to come. Okay, I'll come. I'll, if one of you guys goes to the millionaire's house, I'd probably do that. But I'm not doing something for cinema release. Me neither. Yeah. Okay. Then okay, we are all settled. And we're sorry to Ash, the two Ashleys that were in Human Centipede. You know, I'm sure it But also call us. Like, I'm going to give you a shot. I'm not judging you for doing Human Centipede Ashley. Give us a call at, what's our number? Uh, <laughs> six. There's a lot of six. sixes and, and yeah, six, two, six, six, two, six, two. I think at the end. There's um, no way to know. Oh, there, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's no way to know. <laughs> I said it once. They can rewind. All right. Okay. So now we have a segment we like to call "Dear Big Ones," where we answer a listener mail. Oh, how fun! I'm having the best time. Yeah. Okay. Um, dear big ones, cheers. I'm an American currently working on a master's at Oxford, UK. Now that tourist season has picked up, the streets are extra crazy with people being typical clueless, careless travelers. Last week, I witnessed a theft of a tourist bag while the family was out to lunch and reported it to the restaurant in a translator to help them do the next step. I left my number with the restaurant in case they needed me to give a description if the police got involved, but I have never heard anything. However, now I have seen the same thief around town and even prevented him from stealing more bags by standing next to them while a large group of tourists cluelessly set them down against a wall to take a picture. He was deterred and walked off. I saw him just yesterday again scouting things out in the main area of town. Now on to my dilemma. Should I... A, go straight to the police and explain the situation. B, try and record him in the act and send that on to the police so they can do their own investigation. C, continue to prevent more crimes on my own. Probably going to go ahead and nix this one. 
Thank you, Nancy Drew in Oxford. <laughs> and this is from someone called and named Hannah. So I love this Hannah. Hannah. What a fun little cat and mouse game you've got going here of just waiting around town, seeing him, and then preventing his crimes. Maybe there's a love kind of something. <laughs> a love will come out of there it. There does feel like a meet cute. Could yeah, be coming up to catch a thief. Yes, <laughs> uh, this is interesting. I mean, part of me thinks that if you're having fun with it, you could try and record him. But I think you. You'd have to actually record him stealing something mm-hmm. is the problem. Yes, you would. Unless you call the police and you say, let's do a sting operation. I'll be here. I don't know how that works. So uh, you have to. This is what you have to do. You have to bait him with your own bag. Mm-hmm. OK, so what you do is you buy like some get one of your old purses or a backpack. Put a tracker in it. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Or you leave your backpack somewhere and then you you walk away like you're taking a picture, but really you lurk off to record him taking the bag. Yeah. And then once you get that on tape, you send it straight to the police. Can she follow him home or whatever? I know that's not safe. That dangerous. No, it's the worst well, idea. I I'm asking. Say, I, you know, she's been watching this guy for a while. I'm sure that Hannah has like a vibe on what his personality is. Mm-hmm. Like, is he? He doesn't sound like a dangerous guy. Sounds like a lonely Sounds like guy. A lonely thief guy. Yeah. So maybe there's like some moment where she bumps into him or she like follows him to a coffee shop and buys his coffee and then ends up in a conversation with the man and really digs in. She, what if she saves the thief? Wow. You're, I'm, you know, she's just a new change the course of his life. <laughs> I think that's such a nice story if that did happen like that, <laughs> that like she goes, she, she, they fall for each other because she like buys him a coffee and she never lets him know that she knows that he's a thief. And what he's trying to portray to her is that he's this good guy and he's like lying to her, but in order to like show that he's a better person than he used to be, but he doesn't know she knows his secret. Mm. And then it comes back to bite both of them because their love can't be then because mm. there's too many secrets and lies. No, and he's just, yeah, so many secrets and lies. And he's selling everybody's information and they're and using their credit cards. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I have a quote I need to read you girls. Let me pull this See up something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> this is a quote I saw my cousin uh, in law. Laura? No, it's oh. my cousin's wife posted on Facebook the other day. I think it's something we can all... We all need to hear right now. And this is a quote by the one and only Julia Roberts. Women are not rehabilitation centers for badly raised men. It is not your job to fix him, change him, parent him, or raise him. You want a partner, not a project. Wow. And Julia Roberts knows. Oh, she knows. Her (laughs) and Danny Motor have been going at it for 15 years, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think Julia Roberts would say, send his ass to jail. Yeah, but how? How does she get the police to to just... I guess the only way is it's like going like, hey, look out for this guy in town. And then she just has to step back. But let's remember she already tried. She did like give her number. Did she call the police in that first story or she just gave her number I to the restaurant? I think she just gave her number to the mm-hmm. restaurant. I think if you're up for an adventure, bait the guy with an empty backpack, get it on film, and then, you know... Go to the police officer, email it into them. And then you've done everything you can. Now, that's going above and beyond, really, as far as like being morally obligated to do something. I think if you just 
called the police and gave a description or got a photo of the guy and sent it in that's yeah. that's really nice too but mm-hmm. you know i agree I, yeah. I think that that's definitely enough i think that she for some reason they keep crossing paths it is a bit of fate mm-hmm. that she's the one that needs to save the day and clearly she's been doing that on her own yes and serendipity. her third option i mean i think you know she's been doing great so far saving yeah. all those bags I know. She and maybe just carry it's kind of fun. It's it is a game of cat and mouse. You just just don't get yourself in danger. I mean, I get he's not maybe da- we don't know if he's dangerous or not, but, but don't put yourself in danger. And the police, you know, the police are only going to do so much, but at a certain point, you just got to give them the information you have if you catch him doing something in the act cuz it seems like she's preventing him so much now that she's never going to catch him in the act again to film him unless she baits him with Or it. she wears a disguise. <laughs> What do you mean? Well, she if he's recognizing her, you mean? No, I mean, she's always like, she stood in front of those people's backpacks. It's like, she, in, morally, she's saving people's bags in order to, you know, instead of getting him on film. You know what I mean? Yeah, but she could go out now and get him on film. If she wanted to let someone lose their oh, bag. Oh, no, that's what I mean. She, she gets a fake a bag that she plants to lure him, mm-hmm. to steal. Planting Put a note the in the bag. Really, totally Put a note in, in the, the bag. bag. Yeah, and it says, gotcha. Gotcha. Please meet me. Meet me all. <laughs> meet me at Ronaldo's tonight for a, for a dinner with wine. I'd like to have a word with you. I've been watching you. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you do end up following him around, maybe like figure out if he's a young guy, maybe talk to his parents. Oh. Mm-hmm. And tattle. And unless if he seems to be a little bit of a tweaky, maybe homeless kind of um, someone that's dangerous, then, of course, stand back. But we're saying, you know, if he's more of like a Channing Tatum type. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think we solved that. Well, Shug, did you have a good time? Oh, my gosh, I'm so sad it's over. I had such a great time. We'll have you back. We'll have you back. This is just wonderful. Thank you, girl. I think we learned a lot about our limits today. Yeah. What as actors we're willing to do and as people we're willing to do. Some of our lines are very different. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm okay with that. It's all right. Yeah, totally. I have so to, uh, if there's uh, a billionaire out there who has 1.5 and wants me to come over and do some stuff, you have call the yeah. call this number. Yeah, call the big call one, the hotline. six number. Yeah, and we yeah. don't want any fake millionaires. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't call. <laughs> hey, Shug, I've got a billion dollars. <laughs> a billion? I'm doing it for a billion. You'll do it for a billion. Would oh, you do yeah. anything for a billion dollars? Not anything. No. Also, Not other than kill someone. Would you do anything sexually for a billion dollars? With who? A, a man, um, a, just a billionaire man. No, because they studies show that money doesn't buy happiness. That's what you keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's just too many sexual things that can happen that will haunt you for the rest of your billionaire life. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's true. Hmm, anything sexual. Hmm. How about would you guys um, star in the real quick before we wrap up? <laughs> would you guys star in the Human Centipede to save a life of a stranger? Uh, <laughs> it, it's almost mean. It it almost gets to a point where like yeah, who's I just giving us this ultimatum? This is a horrible ultimatum. No, to save the life of a stranger. <laughs> 
If I wouldn't do it for a 1.5 mil, I'm not doing it for a stranger. <laughs> I wanna, I'm sorry, but I also want to say no, but I don't think it's I upsetting. <laughs> I don't think I would. It's I'm too sorry. much to think would about. Would you kill someone to not be in the human centipede? No. No, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but in that scenario you're being forced to be in the human centipede unless you kill a stranger what about someone who's on their deathbed anyway amanda that? no, that, that's okay that's okay they don't die anyway they probably want to get out of here no. that feels like it's and it's mutually just through beneficial. an injection into their iv no no but they're gonna die oh, this is too much <laughs> Shug, where- I feel like this can be used against me later. <laughs> It'll be used against all of us. Um, Shug, what do you have anything coming out? Anything you want people to look for? I'm just so excited about our about junk history, I which know. I'm on with you. So that's really so exciting. Shug plays. To me. I play her lawyer. I play a Hillary Clinton type. Mm-hmm. I had a Hillary Clinton haircut. Wow. And I oh, play Shug's a uh, lawyer. She's fighting for equal rights mm-hmm. for um, gay marriage. Yes. And um, Edie Windsor, the story of Edie Windsor and her lovely wife, which is played by Allison Brie, who mm-hmm. is just that face of hers. It's just so beautiful. That's what Hollywood. Gorgeous. It's, yeah. it's a Hollywood beauty. I'm yes. saying it just because of being around her. She was like, you know, in, in character, she was like in a hospital bed and her eyes were closed and I had to be looking at her face and I found it hard to act. Wow, yeah. you were distracted. But you were supposed to be in love with her, so I guess it maybe it was easy to act. It was very easy to act. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so excited about that, and it was my and this was my first year um, being a narrator. That's, <gasps> That's right. That's so exciting. Yes, it was very, and I really gave it my all, and I got very, very, Which story very did you tell drunk. Again? I told the story of um, of. Um, Matahari? Yes, thank you. I, I was, wasn't there I was that blanking, day. But, but uh, yes, but, the story uh, of Matahari. Vanessa Hudgens plays Matahari. Yes, which I just found out last night at the premiere, which I'm very excited to see Vanessa Hudgens. But I've actually, I kind of got a little bit of the behind the scenes because they approached um, my best friend to play the role, but she couldn't do it for timing. But she had like my rough cut of me as a drunk person uh-huh. telling the story, which I don't think most people get to see. And That's so fun. You know, I went in there saying I wanted it to be like the early days of drunk history to really get drunk and I cried I threw up and I blacked out so I honestly I don't think I watched it because I wasn't there that day I should go back and see if I have that because they send the weeks out um, prior to all the ensemble people because I wasn't there that day I didn't watch the thing but I'm gonna maybe we can watch it after this yeah congrats you gave it your all I'm proud of you yeah Matt did it he threw up he cried he ate cookies did he cry? Maybe he didn't cry, but maybe I saw him tear up. <laughs> <laughs> he almost cried. Yeah, yeah the old days, they don't up. show throw up anymore for the most part. Did yeah, they yeah. show you throwing up? No, they didn't. They, I think they've, they, I don't know. Well, I mean, for me, I wonder if it was a problem with the Airbnb, because I definitely threw up all over, like, the Airbnb, and oh. I bet there was a big cleaning <laughs> fee, and some <laughs> right. stuff there. Yeah. But, and where can people find you on Twitter or Instagram, or do you not want them to, or do you have a phone Well, now number? I really want them to. I feel like we just, there's going to be some new opportunities in yeah, my DMs. Yeah, they're going to come. Um, no, you can totally find me on Instagram. Is my, it's my favorite hub. Shuglin, at Shuglin, S-U-G-L-Y-N. Find me there. Great. And you can find us on Twitter at The Big Ones Pod. Just write us, tell us what's up. 
then you can email us at the big ones podcast at gmail.com. We want your big screen big ones. We want your dear big ones. We want our listener big ones. Dear we, big ones. Dear big ones. And uh, also join our Patreon. Um, go to the big ones on Patreon for $5. You could get two new episodes that no one else can hear every month. Wow. I know. Um, and there should be a new one coming at you soon for that. There's merch. You get discount on merchandise. What's the merch like? I haven't seen this merch. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It's, there's big ones t-shirts. There's um, t-shirts that one of our listeners designed that said um, look uh, deep, a look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Because uh, it's what Amanda says at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks it's funny that she says with inside yourself instead of just <laughs> inside yourself. I guess with inside is not a word. But it's got <laughs> within side, side. yeah no no <laughs> but it's got like illuminati like triangle eye type thing it's on really it. cool oh and we've God. got mugs i mean there's a lot there's a lot of fun stuff very cool um okay, guys thanks so much for listening to the big oh we say it we can say it all together the Me big, too? yes yeah. you can say it too okay. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the, the big ones of the big screen <laughs>